0: Oh, it is good to be with you this morning. Thank you so much for allowing me to, to join with you to share a bit of our family story and journey with you. And and I think I have a picture of, of my family here somewhere. Let's see if they there they are, my head cut off. I love it, just like it should be. So um yeah, I I, I am so blessed to have this amazing family. You know, Jesus early on just called us into ministry. My wife, Andrea, um, she she was born and raised here in Fort McMurray. This was her home church for um, maybe 15 so odd years. And uh, when they moved to Edmonton and she went to university, we met at Camps Crusade together there and uh, got married after going to YWAM together. And uh, I became a school teacher and taught for a few years. And, and then Jesus just started to whisper. Uh, and my wife just encouraged me in that, and that ministry call to step out in music. And so that's what our family has been doing ever since. Our, our son Emerson is now um, 16 years old here shortly in, in a few weeks and getting his driver's license. And our daughter, Avalyn, um turns uh, 14 on Monday and is getting her learner's license. So you know what that like is like to have uh, many new drivers in the family. But um, Emerson, his, I got I to share with you his full name, Emerson Jonathan Rubin Stephen Bauer. You say, why would you give him five names? Well, because I have five names. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, I have to have my son have five names, just like me. And um, she wouldn't let me name my daughter five names. So, Avalon got the short end of the stick, Avalyn Elizabeth Bauer. But, uh, you know, I've been so blessed. We've traveled around the world together as a family, um, ministering. And uh, as, as they're starting to get a little bit older and into many different things in sports, yeah they're not as able to come on the road as much, um, but again still it's a, a ministry that Jesus called our family to and to write and, and record some prayers really is what they are their prayers to Jesus um, that we wrote as we walked through as Lucas shared earlier the story of our life, the ups and the downs and everything in between and um, yeah it's it's a, a joy to share some of those those sp- stories and prayers on CDs, and and I have a a few CDs out on the table, and what I say some mornings, and I guess I'll say this morning, you know, if you've liked some of the songs, some of the prayers that I've shared and sung this morning, you know, maybe go get a CD or two. We have children's worship CDs. We have all ages CDs out there. Some maybe you've heard on the radio here. Um, If you like them, go get a CD or two, but if you haven't enjoyed the songs that I've been sharing this morning, another idea is this you go straight to that table when we're done. All right, go get five, 10, maybe 20 or 30 CDs. It's true. And give them to people you don't like very much, all right? God bless you. As you do that, I won't stop you. But, uh, you know, Jesus whispered to Andrea, my wife and I, about six years ago and said, John and Andrea, some of the people that desperately need to hear some of these prayers and songs, they're not in a place to afford a CD. And so Jesus said, I don't want you to sell CDs anymore. I just want you to give them away by donation. Some folks, if you have nothing this morning to give, it's perfect because there's no charge. Just go and take a CD off of the table, maybe for yourself, maybe for someone that you know in your family, maybe a coworker or a friend, and just give it to them this week and just say, hey, Jesus just told me to maybe give this to you. Maybe you'll appreciate it. Maybe you're in a position where you do want to give something for a CD in the ministry. If so, that's great. But Jesus has never, not once, let our family down. As we've been faithful to serve him in full-time ministry, he has never let us down once. So I would love it if all of those CDs were gone and just went out into the community, that people would be drawn closer to Jesus. But, uh... In our family, we believe that worship is more than just the songs that we sing, but it's the life that we live. And one of the prayers, one of the very first prayers I wrote to Jesus that I recorded on my very first CD, of course, is this. The prayer is this. May my life be my worship, my life be my song, may i praise you my savior all the day long from the sun in its rising to the night when it falls may my life be my worship my life be my song and jesus challenged me in that prayer so many years ago and he said john I don't want you just to sing out your worship. I want you to live out your worship. And so almost 17, 18 years ago now, I was challenged in one of the ways to live out my worship that I never thought to be worship in the past. And many years ago, I was at a service just like this morning, and they started talking about child sponsorship, just like this little one here. And this is little and she's four years old from bangladesh and uh, as an act of worship unto jesus about 18 years ago now we started sponsoring one of god's beautiful little children and we had the privilege as a family to go down to dominican republic and got to meet one of our little children and i just want to introduce you to him this morning in this first photo here but uh, this is of yordi and um, He's turned six years old there shortly after we were there with him. And in his hand, you see that picture just like similar to this one. Those are the older versions of Compassion's envelopes. And and I'm going to be honest with you. For so many years, I lacked faith. And I always said, yeah, right. The children that they put in these envelopes in these pictures, it's not really our child. It's just a random child, right, that they take a picture of. They put in the envelope and they say it's your sponsor, child. So what I did was I took our picture off of the fridge, and I flew it all the way down to Dominican Republic. So when little Yorty ran up, I had my picture in my hand. I looked at the picture, and then I looked at him. I looked at the picture and closer at him just to make sure it was exactly our beautiful little boy, Yorty, who we had been praying for, who had been supporting, conversing with. And uh, what we got to learn is that, that his life was forever changed um, through compassion, And when we were down on this visit in the Dominican, we went to a very developing um, area, one of the slums. And uh, inside this slum, we walked as a a group, and all of a sudden, we came across a church project. Because many of you know, Compassion Canada and Compassion International partners Church in First World to Church in Developing World Nations. And we came upon this this church, and in in the Compassion Church project, they had a seat saved for me. And so I went and I sat down at at the front, and where they had the seat for me. And and I sat down, and and sitting down beside me was a sweet little five year old boy named Jesus. I think we have a picture of him here. And he was eating his cereal so much. In fact, so fast, in fact, I thought there was something wrong with this boy. Like he was eating like there was no tomorrow, as fast as he could go. And I thought, oh my, this is not going to end well. And all of a sudden, as fast as he was eating, he stopped. He got up, he put his cereal down, and and walked up to the front, in front of all three, four hundred other children. And in silence, all of a sudden, a worship song started to play through their sound system. And this 5 year little boy, he closed his eyes. And he started to worship Jesus with actions that he had prepared for every single one of the words of that song. And this 5 year little boy worshiped Jesus with more passion and more conviction than I have ever seen in a five-year-old in my life. And as soon as he was done in silence, he, he walked so fast back to his seat, picked up that bowl of cereal and started eating as fast as he could because you know what it's like when you have a soggy bowl of cereal, right? I couldn't keep sitting there any longer. I needed to know this little boy's story. And so I got up and I went over to the the pastor of the church and I said, would you you tell me this little boy's story? He said, well, Jesus, in English, Jesus, and his brother Dan joined the compassionate program this last year, and his brother Dan was sponsored immediately. But you know, little Jesus, he's been praying every single month for the last eight months that Jesus would give him sponsor, family as well. Every day he's been faithful. And as soon as I heard those words, Jesus and his spirit just started whispering, John. Why not you? Why not here? Why not right now? Why Why are you not Jesus' sponsor family? So my wife and I just sensed the whisper of Jesus that day on our hearts. And so we went into a room with uh, his, his translator. And through his translator, I said to Jesus, I said, Jesus, Jesus has been whispering to us today since we met you. Would you allow us to be your sponsor family? And as soon as this was translated to little Jesus, he didn't use words to respond. What he did was he lunged into my arms and he held on tighter to me than my own little son and daughter because he knew in that moment and moving forward that his little life was forever going to be changed through this simple act of worship that our family was going to take part in with him and his family. You know, I got to meet his tutor. Because um, every single child in the Compassion program, every single child that's on the table that you maybe saw when you came in, just like this little one here, little Tavisum, every single child in Compassion they have a Christian tutor that works with them three to four times a week, not just on their schooling, but on their relationship with Jesus. And what we realized, what we discovered in Dominican there, in every, every country that Compassion partners with, and the local churches there, truly what Compassion is, it's not a sponsored program. What it is, it's a, it's a discipleship program that is raising these little children up out of poverty but it's being done in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, I just encourage you this morning. I have no idea what Jesus wants to say to you. Would you be open to hear his whisper? And I just want to share another little story on the screen momentarily. And This is just about the program, Compassion. And it's simply titled, it works. Would you watch this with me?
1: I am Jennifer Gijiri and I'm from Kenya. Growing up with a single parent in the slum was very very difficult for me. Really living hand to mouth because If my mom went to look for employment or even wash other people's clothes, if she came in the evening with a dollar, that's what we would use to buy a meal and eat at that particular time. If we wake up tomorrow, there is nothing to eat, then we would take a glass of water and run to school. But compassion, I opened a project at a church near our home. And for the first time as a young girl, I saw hope. Compassion provided for everything. They gave me books. When I was sick, Compassion would pay for my medical care. And I'm also thankful to my sponsor, who was very, very encouraging. You know, just writing letters of encouragement, telling me that you can make it, you can do it, your past should not determine your future. I believe my sponsors were God sent. When we wrote to Jennifer, it was important to let her know that we really cared about her. I just said what a mother would say, you know, we're so proud of you, we're so proud that your grade card is good and that you've done such a good job. I remember vividly our neighbor's child was raped. The child was 10 years and these were the kind of things that I saw growing up that really made me decide to be a lawyer, someone who could speak for the rights of those who cannot speak for themselves the beginning of this year, I joined the Kenya School of Law so that now I can be admitted into the bar and become an advocate in the High Court of Kenya. This summer, I went to the United States of America to, to be an advocate. I shared passionately about my story and how my sponsors had made a difference in my life, and they were brought on stage. Here they are! It was life changing just to, to see those two people who'd sacrificed their resources, who used to pray for me, who used to encourage me. So but for me to see these two people was, was just amazing compassion gave us the opportunity to reach halfway around the world to rescue one little girl from whatever the future might have had in store for her. It makes me cry all the time when I think of how far God has brought me, you know, from the ditches of poverty to this children from poverty in jesus name my children will never live in poverty my children will know the word of god and when i look at the pockets and the compassion boots my heart is broken because 17 years ago my face was in that pocket
0: About 18 years ago now, as I mentioned earlier, I was at a service and they started talking about child sponsorship. And that day immediately I shut down because even back then I had heard about it so many times and I was tired about hearing about it. And I said, God, what difference would it make? The need out there is so huge. There are so many kids that need help and I'm only one person. I can't change this entire world, so what difference will it make if I sponsor a child today? It won't make any difference at all. And I sat that day convinced that I was not going to respond. And I closed my eyes and sat. And in the silence, I sensed that still, small whisper. Whisper back and say, John, you're right. You won't change this entire world. But John, today in this moment, you could change the entire world for one little child. Make all the difference in the world for one little child today. See that I will be faithful. So in faith, we lived out our worship by sponsoring one little child that day. And after that year passed, God said, "John and Andrea, was I faithful to you?" I said yes, Lord. You, you were in our. He said, "Well." So that year we started sponsoring a second child. A third year, a third child. And a fourth year, a fourth child. And five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 18 years later, I know our family and faith. We sponsor 17 children each month. And it's not because I'm some big U.S. recording artist, because you know I'm from St. Albert. It's simply because he who calls us is faithful. This morning, as I share our family story of worship with you, it's not so that you'd feel pressure to respond. That is not my heart, and that is not my prayer in what I share. My prayer is this: is to say, could you this morning simply ask Jesus, Jesus, what do you say to me, not John, what do you say? And if Jesus says yes, then in faith, would you respond? If he doesn't say yes, that's all right. May you live out your worship in a different way today that Jesus would be seen in you. But I would ask you to do one thing. Would you simply ask God a question and say, Jesus, if you would have me sponsor a child or children today, would you whisper a number to me? number very clearly on my heart and mind that I cannot escape, that it's your Spirit's whisper. And maybe that, that number will be zero, zero children. But maybe it will be one. Or two. Or five. I, I have no idea what the Spirit of God wants to say to you this morning. But would you be faithful to ask and listen for His voice? Would you just close your eyes with me now? Father, Spirit, and Son, we pray to you now and ask that you give us a number, if that is your desire for us to reach out and bless one of your children this morning through compassion. Give us a number very clearly on our heart and our mind that we cannot deny it's you. We wait on you now in Jesus' We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If Jesus whispered to you in that moment, or maybe he will, as we start to close our service shortly, it's very simple. There is no contract to sign. It's simply for as long as you're able to bless one of God's little children in this way. And uh, we have many different children from many different countries and nations out on the table. Uh, if Jesus whispered to you, a certain country or age or, or whatnot, my friend Brian and I would love to help you find that little one um, on the table this morning. But when you find the one maybe Jesus whispered to you about, it's very simple. You just open up the page that's inside there. You just put your information on that. It's $47 a month. It's kind of less than a cup of coffee each day. And actually if you get your coffee at Starbucks each day, you could sponsor a whole village of kids, right? But when when you... When you find that little one, just fill that in and then give that back to Brian or myself at the compassion table, and then you take the child with you. It's that simple. But uh, I just want to thank you for allowing me to share a bit of our family story with you this morning, and uh, the ups and downs of life. But through it all, he is faithful. And that is where my confidence is this morning, as I started by sharing that. And as I close my time this morning, just before Pastor Lucas comes back up, I'm just going to pray and sing that chorus one more time that I shared with you a moment ago. And may this be our prayer as we leave this place this morning. May my life be my worship, my life be my song, May I praise you, my Savior, all the day long, from the sun in its rising to the night when it falls. May my life be my worship, my life be my song. Jesus, may that be said of us. In your name we pray.